Just think in your head, what comes to mind when I say the words, once upon a time? I think all of us, whether we're children or on in years, know and recognize this as the beginning of fairy tales. And we all are familiar with these, like Cinderella and Rapunzel, Rumpelstiltskin, all these Hansel and Gretel, things, stories like this that are meant to teach children lessons about life. We've, if we haven't heard them ourselves, we've probably maybe used them when we were raising our kids. And I think one thing that all these stories have in common, one lesson that almost all of them want to give, is the lesson that good will be rewarded and evil will be punished. This is something that's consistent with what we see often in the scriptures. You can see it everywhere, especially in the Old Testament, in the wisdom literature, in like books like Proverbs and things like that. You see it today. God speaks through Jeremiah in the first reading and says, Cursed is the one whose heart turns away from the Lord, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Then our Lord Jesus proclaims this beautiful sermon, so to speak, this beatitudes in a new form than what we see in Matthew. He says, blessed are the poor, blessed are those who are hungry, blessed are those who are hated. And then the psalmist kind of ties this all together when he says in his first line of the psalm, blessed, are the, blessed is the man who follows not the counsel of the wicked, but delights in the law of the Lord. Blessed is that man. But I think we probably hear this and think, okay, well, where is that? Where do I see it? Because what happens many times is we look out into the world and we can hear all these things the scriptures are telling us, but it seems like the opposite is true. What do I mean? How many times do we see a leader who is corrupt rise to greater power? Someone who is greedy or proud or arrogant or whatever, what have you, rises to power. Or, worse still, how many times do we see laws that directly harm the vulnerable? the ones who have no voice, the ones who can't speak for themselves. How, do we see, how many times do we see those laws praised? And the people who try to fight and stand up and help those who cannot help themselves are most of the time ridiculed, mocked, persecuted even. It seems like the opposite is true, that the wicked are the ones who are getting their way. And those who are blessed, who follow the law of the Lord, are forgotten, abandoned. So what is the answer? Are the scriptures lying to us? Is our God not telling us the truth? I think that the answer comes in another question. Is what is it that God has promised us really? What has God promised to give us if we 
persevere in goodness. Listen again. Jesus says, Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. The kingdom of God. This kingdom is the reward of goodness. Not material possessions, not high-paying jobs, not honor, not reputation, not a bunch of friends. No, the kingdom is the reward. He promised that we would be in his kingdom, that kingdom that we are awaiting the fullness of, that at the end of time when Christ comes again, he will establish a new heavens and new earth and bring his faithful ones into his kingdom. That is the ultimate reward of us who, ch- who choose and persevere and keep the faith. If we keep the faith, that is our reward. But that's not all. See, we could, it could be kind of disheartening if that's the only thing we have to wait for because we're still suffering now. The good people in this world are still suffering. Is there nothing for us now to help us to get to that point? And I think there is. I think there's more to the kingdom of God than what just some later thing. But actually, the kingdom of God is here now. When Jesus came, he established it. And every time we come to this church for Mass, we see it tangibly here on this altar. The kingdom is here. And we are reminded of its presence when we enter the Lord's presence. We come before him. And St. Paul says in a letter to the Romans that the kingdom of God is not a matter of food and drink or anything worldly, but is a matter of righteousness and peace and joy. That is what he says. That to St. Paul and to our Lord is the sign of the kingdom. That is the sign that we have received our reward now, is that we experience joy. That's what Christ has promised us. When he spoke to his disciples at the Last Supper and said, My joy will be in you, that your joy may be full. That your joy may be full. Christ came to bring us joy and love. And he came to show us perfect love and perfect joy by dying on the cross. That, my brothers and sisters, is what we long for and What we receive, if we persevere, is joy. It's true happiness. The joy of knowing the God who loved us so much that he gave his only son so that we could be with him forever. That is the reward of the blessed. And that is what we have been promised. And this isn't something vague. This isn't something just theoretical. No, this is very practical and you can experience it now, if you persevere, if you pray, and if you ask the Lord for the grace to persevere and to feel his presence. So pray for that grace today. Pray for the grace to keep the faith. And in the midst of your afflictions, in the midst of your suffering, ask for the grace to keep going and trust in the Lord.